Hi, this is Floyd Strayer. I play the role of Preston Smartly in the show. While we are filming Season 2, we will be sharing some behind-the-scenes interviews with the cast members each week. So you can tune in and hear what they have to say about their role in the show. And if you haven't listened to all eight episodes of Season 1, you still can. You can also watch all eight on Tubi and Plex TV for free. It's a smartly sunny day in San Diego In every single way, only It's funny, but even without any rain Our hearts are all flooded with joy, 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 joy Welcome to the Smartly's Meet the Cats podcast. I'm Floyd Strayer. I play the role of Preston Smartly. The Smartly's TV series is a creation of writer Shelley Smartly and is available to view around the world on Moodbox, Plex, and Tubi TV. Today's spotlight is on two cast members, Fletch Worthington Smartly, played by Dan McClellan, and Letty May Smartly, played by Sandra McClellan. Sorry about that. Dan and Sandra, welcome to the show. Hey, good to be here, and uh, no problem mispronunciation of the name. Uh, it confuses people because there's only one C in the last name. In San Diego, there uh, was a McClellan Buer, uh, Buick dealership that had two Cs, so I always explain to people that we couldn't afford the extra C in our name. <laughs> That's very cool, very cool. All right, well, before we talk about your role in the show, uh, we'll start with you, Dan. Tell us who Dan McClellan is outside of the Smartleys. Well, that's kind of complicated. It's simple. Uh, we put I'm a stay-at-home dad. I, I'm a flag football coach. Uh, I, do, I do some acting, of course. Uh, but I, I have kind of a diverse uh, background. I, I've spent many, many years doing children's entertainment, like uh, balloon sculpting, face painting, magic, uh, stilt walking. I uh, worked for a major catering company where I ran the entertainment, and then I was a, a cruise ship uh, director where I met, what, met my wife, and then uh, I got into sports writing. I became the Chargers beat writer for CBS Sports, and then I got very involved in the Chargers effort to stay in San Diego uh, and get a new stadium built. Did a lot of numerous news appearances with that, but ultimately failed on that endeavor, and that's why the Chargers are in Los Angeles. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I've worn a lot of different hats and uh, pursued acting uh, my entire life. And it's really fun to be um, a part of a show. I think that's always been my goal with acting was to be a part of a, a, a sitcom. Uh, so to have the Smartleys is uh, something that I'm, I, I feel uh, very good about. Yeah, very cool. You know, I, I'm San Diego is a small community when it comes to the... Uh, acting whether it be on theater or in behind camera um i ran across or worked with bryn uh uh cameron's daughter who's now in college my gosh um on diary of van frank so that was a lot of fun and to see those connections you know when i look them up on facebook and see you're connected and everything uh sandra same question who's sandra outside of Letty May. 
I mean, I try to get some acting jobs, of course. Uh, I do flag football. I go to school because I kind of have to. It's the law, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I roller skate a bit, and I do numerous amounts of crafts. I and We had this, like, fake class pet, this, like, a plastic fly pet named Alfred. I built a two-story house from him using cardboard. <laughs> Very neat, <laughs> very neat. Ah, so you, you keep yourself busy. That's very good. And uh, you're doing it with uh, educational and uh, entertaining uh, means. So that's that's very, very cool. All right. Well, Dan, tell me what drew you to wanting to audition for the Smartlings. Well, I saw a post on a San Diego actor's Facebook group and the description of the character felt like, wow, that he physically... Uh, met my description with age and height and just basically was like I, I could totally pull fetch off and um, I decided to do something what I, I, I haven't done a lot with with auditions is I came dressed for the part uh, which uh, I think ultimately helped me I'm not necessarily saying that's always a good thing uh, but I don't I, I'm, I'm leaning more towards acting that that's not necessarily a bad thing to at least uh, show a suggestion of what this character could look look like. I think it uh, makes it simpler for the uh, casting uh, to envision you in the role. Yeah, I, I agree that I came, I didn't have a color scheme or anything for uh, the Preston role, but I came dressed as close to a golf golfer outfit as I could come and I agree not only that but it made me feel the part uh when I was auditioning as well and I I read enough about the uh, background to know that he monogrammed everything and so I talked about that in the audition too as far as monogramming everything including my girlfriends <laughs> so uh uh, Sandra, how about you? How what uh, drew you to wanting to audition for this role? Money. My piggy bank was empty. I needed to feed it. <laughs> oh, also, I kind of like I watch a lot of sitcoms and stuff, and I kind of like shows, and I kind of like I, it's interesting when I watch like the behind the scenes footage. Like this is how it came together. Like they need all this crew to make this like one episode, which I found that was interesting and. By giving this a chance, that means I could see kind of that. I, I really wasn't sure if Sandra was uh, ready to do something like this. She was certainly had an interest in it. And I was at the audition and there really just wasn't um, anybody there, or maybe one other girl uh, auditioning for the role. And so I called my wife and she uh, brought her over. And on the spur of the moment, did I think did a fantastic job with no prep auditioning for the role. It was like it was meant for her. Wow, good. Yeah. Well, and as you've seen, uh, we are filming season two. And as you've seen the uh, scripts for season two, uh, Shelly really has taken on, I think, the, the strong suits of each person uh, who is now cast, you know, from season one and kind of writing to their strengths as well and, and their personalities and making it flow a lot better I think uh, it's it's tough when you're just writing the character and you don't have that person standing in front of you and knowing how they're going to develop it yet well 
um, in is the role you're portraying in the show an alter ego of your own personality, or is it just a, a character that you're surprised by every time you see a new script, Dan? I'm not sure uh, either is the correct answer. I'm not necessarily surprised by him. I don't think he's uh, ultra ego, but I certainly came to an understanding about uh, Fetch early on that uh, I, I get, and that is that I, I perceive that uh, Fetch thinks he is the smartest, uh, most put together uh, member of his family. And uh, probably the only sane member of his family. But unfortunately for Fetch, uh, a lot of crazy things have happened uh, to him. So, uh, you know, unfortunately took a little bit to, to the drinking there and uh, his family started to uh, perceive him as the crazy one and let him know that he was crazy, which of course, of course, drew him crazy uh, that being the same one that all the crazy people thought he was crazy. So that's how I uh, perceive and hopefully play uh, Fetch Worthington. Yes, and I, you, <laughs> you do nail it. Uh, that is the, the target and um, you definitely hit it. How about you, Sandra? Do you uh, feel there's any alter ego in the role that you're in the personality you're playing? Or the, are you just surprised by the scripts? It's a little bit of both. I'm surprised about the things that she says. <laughs> like, she asks a lot of questions that I feel like she should already know the answer to. And it's, but she's smarter for the rest of her family. And I think that relates to me. I mean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, and I have a, I, I actually have a question about my character. Will I stay a nine-year-old forever? I mean, I'm 11 now. I'm still playing the same age. <laughs> well, everything takes place the day on the same date. Oh, great. If there's eight seasons of this, I'll be playing 14. I'll be 14 and still playing this nine-year-old who wears pigtails. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe we'll have a special uh, growth allowance for uh, <laughs> kids. I don't know. I really don't know how we're going to do all that. I think we might have to take the kids to outer space and explain <laughs> it for some sort of like uh, they aged more there while they were yeah. in space. <laughs> Something exactly. like that. Is there uh, something about your role that you particularly like about your character, Dan? Uh, I, I do like the fact that he, um, people are trying to drive him to drinking and that he was, he became self-aware that this was a, uh, not a good thing for him and that he really did value his relationship uh, with, with his, his daughters and he knew that he had to clean up uh, his his act, and I so I, I think I, I really like that uh, about Fetch, and I also like the fact I think we're starting to see in season two is that he is allowing himself to be a little bit more fun and uh, mischievous in his own right, maybe let his guard uh, down a lot a little bit about what his own desires are. And I think that uh, creates a bit of humor as well. Very cool. Yes, I, I agree. I, I see the growth. Sandra, anything you particularly like about your 
your role? I like that she's smart. I like that she likes animals. And I also love her bedroom. <laughs> I just literally a mess right now. That's my entire goal today is to clean up this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I have uh, boys in the house, so I, I you are nowhere near... <laughs> <laughs> the mess I tolerate in their bedroom. Uh, yeah, I, uh, that was a cool creation. Um, putting that room together was quite a, uh, we had several different iterations before we came to where we were at with it. Uh, Shelly doing that all in Photoshop and creating all that. So how about uh, the character? Is there something your character did that, that you don't want to ever see again or don't want to do, don't want to repeat, uh, Dan? No, going back to the drinking, I don't want to see him uh, at the bottom of a, a pool uh, passed out. Right. Uh, but, you know, I do also understand that that's, you know, part of the arcs of a character in comedy is that, you know, things start to go well and then something bad happens and then they got to overcome that obstacle. So um, it'd be interesting to see what uh, other things, um, bad may happen to fetch that he has to overcome and uh, persevere through hey well <laughs> that's like life right <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's gonna go wrong tomorrow <laughs> sandra how about you is there something your character did that you don't want to do again i don't want to see your character do again singing please don't make me sing again in front of tv i hate that i can barely i auditioned through singing for, at least in front of the entire school i can barely get it's like it's really hard for me to just get through like two phrases i get all jittery like i can't i like don't please no that, that, that's kind of a family thing it's it's i'm perfectly fine if uh if I also do not have to ever sing in the show. Uh, and but I, I, think the audience, <laughs> but I think the audience would appreciate that as well. <laughs> well, at this point, I, I normally ask uh, if there's a particular co-star you enjoy seeing yourself with on screen. But I can probably guess, as I shared at the top of the show, Letty is uh, played by your daughter. And how much fun is it to work on screen with Sandra and you want to just talk about that a little bit? Well, I think ultimately for me, um, that may be the biggest reward of, of doing this show. And for those of you who may be listening to this podcast or, or watching the show for the first time, understanding that this really is a, a do-it-yourself production that was born out of COVID and uh, this idea of, well, we could all film our parts at home and then edit them uh, together was really, you know, a novel concept of doing that on a green screen and making us all look together in the room. But I, I'm digressing is the, the point is this may or may not be a financially successful um, venture for us. I mean, that's yet to be determined. But to have done this with my daughter and to continue to do it and to have uh, it documented as something I think that we'll be able to look back on 10 and 15 years from now when she's off and she's an adult or in college and, and having memorialized that is really, truly special. Yes, it is. I, I've gotten to do a couple different roles in uh, uh, some other shows with my a couple of my grandsons, and I am uh, 
obviously doing this show if people don't know my caddy is my grandson and uh, you know talking to him i was really concerned now that he's turned 18 and out of school and on his way doing other things I, i'm like are you, are you committed to finishing this out and he was real excited and said yes he wants to see it through uh, so that that made me feel really good because for the same reasons dan you know this is something we will have you know uh, even digitally uh to be able to share with he'll be able to share with his grandkids hopefully you know sandra how about you is there is it you know is there somebody particularly you like seeing yourself on screen with or you want to talk about your you know being on screen with dad or Oh, it's definitely the cats. The cats all the way through. I mean, they're adorable. <laughs> they Can't are. get enough of them. <laughs> well, the show is uh, filming season two, which you guys have already filmed uh, all your scenes, I believe. Are you and the family excited to see it? Uh, view it together? Yeah, I'd also like to say that I talk a little bit about just how the process changed for us from season one. Uh, to season two in filming. Season one uh, was a, from my perspective, a much larger effort and endeavor, especially not just doing my scenes, but also doing Sandra's scenes and doing it at home with no direction. So I'd set up a camera and I could, could only step far enough away from the camera where I could still reach the camera and hit the focus button. And then I didn't know, except when I was working with Sandra, having any idea what the other actor was perceiving uh, the scene to be like. So I would roll, uh, I would do everything uh, several different ways to give on your end when you're editing lots of different choices. And then, and there was, you know, for the entire season, I mean, we had like 30 scenes or something to do. So it was, um, a lot of work and the, this doing season two we went to the studio at, at Shelly's place and we're basically in a matter of half a day um, able to run through all of our lines and get some directions and uh, Sanders especially was particularly quick so um, I, I'd be I'm interested to see how it comes together uh, differently or better or, or with these two different uh, approaches um, that were basically had a lot to do with COVID. Yes. Well, uh, I can tell you that in post, uh, it's coming together a lot quicker. Uh, of course, we learned a lot last, <laughs> uh, last season. Put you know, The Smarties planned to run eight seasons, as you know, with eight episodes, 64 episodes total. And yes, uh, as far as I know, you're still nine all 64 <laughs> episodes, uh, Sandra. Uh, but do you two see yourselves all the way through? I mean, is this a, uh, um, I, I can't imagine having others in in your roles, that's for sure, uh, through the, all the 64 seasons? I think the biggest thing that could happen that would uh could handicap that is if any other acting jobs I get, um, I get something that, that forces me to go sag and then we have to discuss this production on, on is there a way to um, do it? I think the answer is yes. Uh, so my, my absolutely my, my intent is there, but I could see, I know, I know we lost an actor uh, this season 
due to that. Um, so I, I've, that's the only thing that I could perceive would be a, uh, uh, that could be a barrier. Um, then, but you know, hopefully something else happens and maybe the show is able to just go union and uh, that would take care of that problem. The Smiley's mission, as you've heard Shelley say before, is to spread joy throughout the world and in support of our favorite causes. Um, is there a cause near and dear to your heart that you would like to mention or uh, anything else you'd like to discuss with our listeners right now? Well, I would say this about um, pursuing the things that you love. Um, and one of the advantages of it being um, acting is, let's say you know, my, my dream was to be a professional football player, baseball player, and those things. I'm gonna have that dream when I was like nine. Is but by the time you're 22 or 23, either it, it's gonna happen or it's it's not gonna happen. Um, and is that if you find something that you can still pursue that you love doing and pursue it because you don't know what's going to happen as a result of that pursuit. And one of the benefits of acting is there's no age limit to the ability to pursue those things. Well, I totally agree because I started at a very uh, late age in acting. I started doing stand-up at 58 and started acting at 60. Are there any projects you're working on right now that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, I just finished um, a police uh, training video, uh, which I was really proud of. Um, it's not for mass consumption, but it, it's, it deals with how law enforcement, every all people, uh, regardless of their intentions, bring some sort of prejudices uh, or biases with them. And so this training was helping officers identify what their, their biases are and how they could unnecessarily escalate a situation, but not only makes things dangerous for the public, it makes danger, things dangerous for them by them uh, creating more tension than there needs to be uh, because of their biased perceptions of what is going on. And that was co-produced um, by uh, the Tolerance Museum, which is the Holocaust Museum in, in Los Angeles, and is going to be seen by every law enforcement recruit regardless of agency in uh, the state of California. So um, that's something I'm, I'm pretty um, pretty proud about. Yeah, and it's something to be proud about. And you got to do that with a friend of mine, a fellow Marine, Siggy, uh, who I worked on another production with. And uh, th that was cool to see you two together. Sandra, is there something you're working on or want to tell the uh, listeners about? Well, Something I'm doing some crafts, but something that my mom is working on is this yellow ribbon. So she had yellow ribbon at week at her school, and now she. So we 3D print a lot as a family. We have two 3D printers, and we kind of do a lot, like a lot. We have an abnormal like storage of filament, and um. So we have she started printing these yellow ribbons that had an inspirational quote on them and convincing other people to sell them. And then she had some other people in the maker community to help her out. So basically for every um, every post, so if someone prints it and then posts it on Twitter or Instagram and like tags it as a make, then there will be $6 donated to the um, uh, suicidal prevention uh, something. 
That, Thanks for bringing it up, Sandra. Yes, ooh. she did an ex awesome job explaining it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, add a little more context to what Sandra just said is that uh, Abby teaches um, math at, at a high school and all the teachers were asked to use a, write a little note on a sticky pad and put it on their kid's desk. And she thought, you know, they're just gonna crumple up that and throw it away and it's gonna take a lot of work for me to do a lot of those. So we, as a family, thought of inspirational words like, you know, uh, hope and create and those type of things. And she created um, keychains with those words on it and put, and we turned them into keychains and uh, she gave them to her students in, in lieu of the, the yellow note thing. And then other people in the 3D printer got involved and this, uh, pretty, some pretty big names um, uh, decided they would contribute money for each one of these that are downloaded and, and printed and, and shared on Twitter. And uh, so that's been a, uh, a great thing. Uh, Joe Telling is one of them if you're familiar with the 3D printing world. Um, Pooch, I believe. Huh? No. Pooch, yeah. Pooch and um, uh, Mose William Moses. Yeah, so Joel has made a name for, is kind of has the biggest following and he um, has done a number of videos with Neil Patrick Harris. Um, so that is certainly, he's got big exposure and that's helped Abby, you know, with his account, uh, bring attention to her work. So it's been fun watching um, her develop um, over the last couple of years as being, it's, I mean, it's still a hobby, but it's kind of like the acting, acting thing. It's a hobby that is now occasionally, you know, makes some money. That wraps up today's podcast. And if you would like to learn more about Dan McClellan, who plays Fetch Worthington smartly, or Letty May, whoops, Sandra I'm not Letty May, who, who plays Letty May smartly, go to our website, thesmartlies.com. That's T-H-E-S-M-A-R-T-L-Y-S.com. And select cast. You can also find links to our TV show, The Smartlies, on Plex and Tubi, and view it for free. Everybody now. One, two, three, four. It's a slightly sunny day in San Diego. In every single way, away. It's funny, but even without any rain, our hearts are all flooded with joy, joy, Hi, this is Preston Smartly again. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. If you would like to watch our episodes, you can see them for free on Tubi and Plex TV.